I'm Professor Dermot Roddy. I'm the Science City Professor of Energy at Newcastle University and I work within the School of Chemical Engineering. I think when people try to find alternatives to oil-based fuels, they're usually darting backwards and forwards between four quite different agendas. They're thinking about energy security, they're thinking about climate change, they're thinking about affordability, and they're thinking about the economy or jobs. Anyone who's thinking energy security immediately starts to think crude oil reserves are finite, and, uh, and they start to think about when the year of peak oil might be. The world hasn't yet reached that peak, but there's no peak planned in terms of demand for for oil. So at some point they cross over and prices go silly. Obviously, if there's a whole new way of producing similar fuels, which is really the biofuels argument, then it fits in against that agenda. If you're a climate change person, then you're thinking CO2 emissions. You look at a country like our own here in the UK and you think over a third of our emissions are from heating processes about a third is from electricity generation and almost a third is from transport in all its forms. And when you look at the one that's still rising and rising very fast is the transport one. So people are very worried about the transport one. The biofuels argument, I guess, in that context, it's all about short carbon chains. They do emit CO2 as fossil fuels do, but the difference with fossil fuels is you're emitting CO2 in a concentrated period of time that was trapped 60-odd million years ago, whereas here we're saying averaged over a three-year cycle, a 10-year cycle, depending on, on, on your source of feedstock, you're almost carbon neutral. If you're thinking affordability, well, people can see the general direction of travel for crude oil prices. I remember when I used to be site director for an oil refinery, OPEC guaranteed to keep my oil price between $22 and $28 per barrel. Happy days. <laughs> it's not like that anymore, and it never will be. So oil prices are volatile, which is a problem, but they're also trending up and gas prices are doing the same thing. So you've got that issue about can we afford conventional transport fuels and at what point can we not afford them? Biofuels are not cheap either, but their costs are being driven down, whereas oil, the fossil fuel prices are, are trending up. So they cross over at some point, even without government subsidy. And then there's the, the economy or the jobs. But in a sense, you can run big oil complexes like the one that I've run before with a, a big capital investment and not necessarily a very large number of people. There's a huge turnover, but not a very large number of people. Once you start to look at biomass replacing a large chunk of that feedstock, then you're into industrial jobs and agricultural jobs. It's also a new technology, and so you tend to have uh, more people tied up in, in that industry. And you'll also tend to find that countries that could never be self-sufficient from a fossil fuels point of view can be from a biomass point of view. So it's money circulating in a country's economy rather than money being spent overseas. So, so there's, a, there's a whole set of arguments there. The Open University. For more information, go to www.open.edu forward slash iTunes U.